hosted on dimlywit.com. I'm Alex. And I'm Tina. And this is Obsessed Obsessed with the Best. We're two New York City gals who are bringing you the best of the best of all things beauty, wellness, and inspirational women. We've tried it all and can't wait to tell you what's worth obsessing over. Join us each week as we share our favorite products and trends and chat with leading female founders and experts. Welcome to Obsessed Obsessed with with the Best with with Alex and Tina. Tina. Okay, so we have so much to talk about. We just have to dive right in. There's so much yes, to say. So much so, to say. There's so much good television right now. So much. And also, there's something that I don't think that you know about me, <gasps> which is I love Pam Anderson. Okay, I didn't know this about you. I have always had a fascination with her. I have read books about her. I had a fascination with her and Carmen Electra as a child. I also loved Carmen Electra and I was like, maybe I want to grow up and be a Nick City dancer. <gasps> I also collected Carmen Electra's um, striptease workout DVDs. I so Anyway, I've just always had a fascination and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they're so different from me. Like, I have no mm-hmm. problem with like women being sexy and very like sex positive, but like I I, I don't know. They like lead with it. I don't know. Maybe there's something yeah. I found very fascinating, but I am a Pam Anderson fan. Oh and my God. Like big time. And I have always wanted justice for Pam with this whole sex tape mm-hmm. scandal mm-hmm. because this would not have gone down the same way in 2020. And oh my God, Pam no was the first one who had to be dragged through the mud. She didn't put this out there. It was stolen property. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy there's a show that there, Pam and Tommy exist. So we're going to dive in yes. first to Pam and Tommy, which is on Hulu. It's so freaking good. It's so freaking good. And it's also like, it's quintessential like 90s uh, nostalgia. Like it's exactly, like I remember when this is all happening is that it was in our very like formative years when we were like hearing about this. It was 95. I think it was 94. When it 94? Came, when okay, 94, 94. Did you ever see the tape? Okay, no, until I started watching this thing and I... But you Googled it? Okay, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I Googled I'm it. I'm dead. I Googled it and then I was like, oh, I didn't actually watch it. I didn't actually watch it. I just saw images. I Googled it and then I looked at images and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's no, worse I, than I thought. No, I, I mean, of course. No, I would have done the same thing. I didn't see it in 1994 because I was a little child. Right, If I right. had, that would have been bad news. But I haven't I seen later it. later on, I, it was a guy I was dating or a guy friend's house or someone had it. And I haven't seen like the entire thing top to bottom, but yeah. like got the whole thing on the boat, on the honeymoon. Like I have okay. images. Yes. Like I didn't need to. Google it. Oh yes. my God. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. So the thing that people forget because a sex tape became like the way people got famous or people mm-hmm. would like intentionally leak them or people would just, this was a personal video with yes. a married couple yes. that they made and put into a safe and someone stole it. Also, I mean, did I have a crush on Tommy Lee when I was younger? <laughs> yes. I don't do- – that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> that does not surprise me in even a little bit. I mean, do I still think, like, 90s Tommy Lee is attractive? Yes. But do I think his personality is great? No. I mean, no. there was – at some point he was on steroids. There was some, like, domestic abuse. Like, he's uh, kind of a dirtbag. Yeah. yeah. And he's coming across as a dirtbag in this show, too, which – Yes. Fine, I don't care. You know who's coming out smelling like roses is Pam Anderson. Yes. Which which makes my little <laughs> fan, my justice for Pam feeling 
feeling, you know, I feel very justified. Yes. I just, she is so in love with him, but they were so young. They got married so quick. And there's a tonal shift. And I mean, there's going to be spoilers, so go watch it. But yes, if if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Go watch it. There's a tonal shift in episode four, which Lake Bell directs. And you really, really see what she was going through. I mean, she had a miscarriage when this came out. She was so that scene broke my heart. She was so embarrassed, and it is so timely. Just, just how we're re-examining how we treated women in the early two thousands in the media. Well, also let's re-examine how we treated women in the media in the nineties. Because Mm -hmm. looking back, we understand why Britney went out of her mind. Like that it was not okay. And people equated Pam's sexy playboy Baywatch persona to like, oh, well, she's just like a slut anyway. So let's like drag her through the mud. There's even a line in the show that Tommy Lee says, well, it's nothing they haven't seen before. And she's like, what? Well, and the thing is like, it, it wasn't like something like today, everything is so accessible and we know about the cloud and how easy it is to share videos it wasn't like this like they didn't even know what they were like where did it where did it go the world wide web what is the world wide web they had to go to the library to like log on to even see that this video had been put on this platform that didn't even had not been exposed yet like it had not been developed no, they couldn't even wrap their brains about it and that's what i think is also so fascinating about this series is it's showing i mean unfortunately through a crisis and through a yes. terrible moment in their lives like the birth of the internet. Yes, because I think we forget that it wasn't always so accessible. No, and at the very, very beginning, and Tommy Lee's like, what the fuck is this? Like, HTTP, and she's like, it's a website. They're making one for Barbed Wire, her movie that's coming out, which I just thought was so heartbreaking, and it's so heartbreaking how they're just trying to catch up. Like, she's trying to catch up. Like, well, can we get the copies? Where if there were copies, can we? At first, they think it's just one tape, right? Like, can we get one tape? And I think Lake Bell in this this season or episode four did such a good job of examining, you know, with her giving her a voice and mm-hmm. saying, you know, Tommy, people. She said, Tommy, people are gonna think you're cool for this, and yes, people are gonna think I'm a slut for the rest of my life. I was like, just gonna bring how, how that do you up. Not get that? Yes, yes, exactly. It 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 really again. This is this is before viral. This is before the word viral was in our vernacular about videos and content and things like that. Like this was all before that time. This was supposed to be a private thing. And she was already getting sort of flack for being this dumb blonde with a hot body on Baywatch. And, you know, she wanted to be taken as a serious actor and she wanted to, you know, she had, uh, what's the whole scene when she talks about how she admired, you know, Jane Fonda and she. That was one of the best books because, you know, Pam is also an activist. She's really big with PETA and she's always looked up to Jane Fonda about not being put in a box. Yes. And And this this put her in the box. Yes, but also in the 90s though, this was before women were celebrated for being super multifaceted. Um, Demi Moore went through this too. She talks about how she did G.I. Jane and striptease. Yeah. Back. Super masculine. I'm gonna like kick your ass movie striptease. Super feminine. I'm a single mom. I'm using my femininity mm-hmm. like as a source of power. People hated her for it. Th- people like couldn't handle it. Yeah. And she went through that too. It's like she can't also be 
she can't also be super sexy, but also a good mom. And mm-hmm. she was really, really put into a box. It's also, so Lake Bell directed episode four, but it has the same creators as I, Tanya, which is oh. one of my all-time favorite movies at this point. It's a great movie. Because yeah. this director has this incredible superpower for making something really glittery and really gritty at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. It's the hair and makeup, it's the partying, it's fast paced, but it's also really dark, dark moments, but also like drug use, you know, very promising young woman. Exactly. But then there's also these sweet moments, like when she's singing along to the king and I, and she's trying to tell him about her favorite movie. And it's like, oh, that's the thing I would do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it really humanizes her. Um, The other thing is, I'm going to send this to you, but you guys should look it up. There's an amazing Vogue article about the hair and makeup process. Oh, please send that to me. Oh my God. You wait, you saw, you saw what I posted on Instagram the other night. I was like watching and I was dying because they have her in the hair and makeup chair. She's about ready to go on for a scene on Baywatch. And like the hair and makeup people are so very clearly like not they've clearly been there for like hours filming the same thing because they like literally are just like waving brushes in front of her face, like patting her curlers on her head, like having no idea what the hell they're doing. That scene, I actually had a different take on it. I was like, they have been specifically directed to not cover her face at all so that they can read the emotion. That's exactly it. Holding the brushes very far (laughs) away and touching the back of her hair. I was dying. We like like to see her face drop nothing is happening like, yes yeah yes um, okay so lily james plays pam anderson and if you see her she's like this very british mm-hmm. brunette looks nothing like her nothing like her so she was in hair and makeup before shooting for pam and tommy for four hours before every shoot it was prosthetic boobs prosthetic top teeth mm-hmm. and something that made her top lip like stick out out. yeah 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 um there was some sort of um hairline to match Mm -hmm. pam's hairline that was a prosthetic they like added a forehead part of her forehead yes wig which was yeah styled beyond and then super contoury like replica makeup because it is uncanny it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy how much she looks like her. It's really crazy. Yeah. Also, yeah. you know the scene where they meet at the club and he runs up to her and he licks her face? Yes, that really happened. Yeah, that really happened. I know. I Because I when these shows come out, I am, I'm like Googling as I'm watching it. Be like, did this really happen? Is this really true? Is, did this really go on? And yeah, he licked her face. He licked her face. Also, if you... He's weird. I don't... I'm not into him. I, I don't like Tommy Lee. I mean, look, pa- Tommy Lee would have never dated me because I'm obviously not his type. But if I were like, he also married Heather Locklear before Pam. If I were Heather Locklear right. in like the Motley Crue days, like I definitely like would have dated Tommy Lee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just he's, he's not a, a good jackass. person as we know. No, no. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's terrible. But- and also I think this series is doing exactly what you said, justice for Pam. Painting Tommy Lee in a pretty bad pretty bad light like he I I don't know if he's gonna be redeemable at all well apparently he has grown up he's in his 60s now apparently he has grown up and changed his ways and I was listening to an interview with Pam and Howard Stern from a few years ago and she Mm -hmm. said they've gotten to a place where they've been able to like really nicely co-parent their two kids who are like 20 and 22 they have two sons so like 
apparently in his 60s, he's calmed down. He's married again. Like, who knows? But... Okay, fine. God, well, you guys, you just got to watch it. It's so good. Also, you have to watch it. if you really want to go down a 90s rabbit hole, there's a series on Hulu called The Dark Side of the 90s. Oh, I keep meaning to watch it. It's on my, like, recommended. Tina, Did you love it's it? It's so interesting because every episode, you don't have to, like, watch it in order. You can just pick a topic. Oh, okay. You can just pick a topic you're interested in. So there's a Baywatch one. And it's, like, behind the scenes and all these interviews <gasps> of all these women who are on Baywatch and, like, what it was like on set and what happened when the, the – the, the Pam and Tommy tape went oh, out and right they were alley. like, we have to fire her. And then all of a sudden they look and the ratings skyrocket and they're like, no, wait, we can't fire her. Like, oh really fascinating. God. There's an episode, these are my top two favorites, with the Baywatch and the Viper Room. The Viper Room was a club in LA that Johnny Depp bought. Uh-huh. This is also <gasps> yes. right before social media, right before the internet. Mm-hmm. And so celebrities could go in there and like actually not be taped like there are no smartphones yes and it was like a hot spot it's where the pussycat dolls started it's where all these cool things started but then what ended the reign was um river phoenix died in front of it he od'd that's where he died that's right yeah. that's right okay i have i have heard about this yes. okay i need to dark side of the 90s dark side of the 90s um, okay on hulu if you know Tina and I, you know that we love therapy. We honestly don't even know how we would have gotten through the last two years without our weekly therapy sessions. BetterHelp offers easy, affordable, and convenient access to therapy. First of all, you don't even have to do any of the research, which can be the hardest part because they do that work for you. They will literally match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. Second, you don't even have to leave your home because BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat sessions. Honestly, it's always a good time to invest in yourself and in your mental health, so give it a try. And see for yourself why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. We have a special offer just for our obsessed listeners. For 10% off your first month of professional virtual therapy, go to betterhelp.com slash obsessed. That's betterhelp.com slash obsessed. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. We are sponsored by Ombre Lab. Are you struggling with bloating, moodiness, constipation, or weight gain, and you just can't figure out why? Well, the answer could literally be in your gut. Your gut contains trillions of bacteria, both good and bad. And when your body doesn't have enough of the good bacteria, the bad bacteria flourishes. When this happens, it can cause all kinds of symptoms. Ombre Labs makes it really easy to check on your gut health by offering an at-home test that can measure your bacteria levels. The test will ship right to your door with easy to follow instructions, and then when you get your results, they'll give you a detailed breakdown of your gut bacteria, let you know what foods to eat more or less of, plus you can get personalized probiotics to heal your gut with a subscription. I've done the test myself, and personally, it was the easiest thing ever. No doctor's appointments, no scheduling when you can get to the office. They send everything right to you, and then you just pop it back into the mail, and you get your results. So if you want to start feeling better, visit tryombre.com obsessed to get $30 off of your test. That's T-R-Y-O-M-B-R-E dot com slash obsessed for $30 off. Thank you to Ombre Labs for sponsoring this podcast. It's great because so much of this stuff is all coming out kind of kind of intentionally, it feels like. So we've got Pam and Tommy. We've got Dark Side of the 90s. We've got what we're about to talk about, um, The Secrets of Playboy, which is kind of I mean, because Pam Anderson yeah. was a playmate. Exactly. And you know what? 
here's the thing. We need to, I'm really into pop culture history. Like I'm fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And as with all history, we need to learn from it. And we need to yes. look at how we are talking about women in pop culture and media. So yeah, yeah. speaking of blonde bombshells, holy hell, it's called, Oh my God. we are watching The Secrets of Playboy. It's on A&E, highly recommend. Yes, and there's going to be 10 episodes, I believe. And I think they've released four. Yeah, we're four so into uh, yeah. Secrets of Playboy. We're also four into Pam and Tommy. Yes, yes. And oh my God, Secrets of Playboy. First of all, I love how they're doing this. Each episode is because there's so much. I mean, this was decades upon decades of an empire that was built by Hugh Hefner. And they're they're really, they're not like glossing over anything. They're taking every particular detail and then having an entire episode about it. Exactly. With each niche, because not only is it decades upon decades, but it's a million different point of views because there were a million branches of this business. So oh yeah, you could be a playmate. So you're in the magazine. You're a girlfriend. You're living in the house. That's wildly different. That was wildly different in the 70s than it probably was in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or you were a waitress at the club so bunny. in the 60s yeah. and 70s. Wildly different experience and point of view. They're taking each of these little segments and really mm-hmm. diving into them per episode. So they really take all these different facets and decades mm-hmm. and one at a time kind of dive into them. Because, you know, there was a woman, she's blonde, she was older, I wish I remember her name. She said, she was a waitress at one of the clubs and I thought she did a beautiful job of articulating. You know, it's hard for me because I had such a good experience waitressing. I was making more money than my father. It changed my life and it's hard for me to reconcile that because I know Mm -hmm. it ruined a lot of other women's lives. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing. If we're talking about, we'll dive into the other sections of this, but if we're talking about just being a bunny waitress at the club, in 1969. If I'm a woman in 1969, again, I couldn't have fit into that costume being my size, but if say I could. Same. The options were you are, you get married. If you want to work, you can be a secretary, a nurse, or a teacher. If Mm -hmm. that, that's it. And that's a fixed income. That's not a lot of money. If I was offered a chance to make more money than men to have like no limit on my income. Like who knows how much I would make. I think I would have done it. Well, and they speak about how in the restaurant, in the clubs, they were very protected. Yes. There was no touching. There was no fraternizing with the, the patrons. It was very, they felt very safe in the club. Right. In the club. So it, it wasn't like you were going and being objectified and having to do things you didn't want to do. And I think for any sort of like huge empire or business that is so successful and lasts as long as the Playboy empire, there has to be some good. There there have to be some success stories. There have to be some people that it, it, if it's all the dirty, gross stuff, it doesn't last. No, but there's so, so like, many people involved. So when you have yes. that many human beings and that many different ways to be a part of a franchise, yes. there's going to be a million different points of view. Speaking of, I have a good friend whose mother was a bunny waitress in New York City in the 70s. Really? Had a ball, loved it, made a ton of money. She would go out dancing at Studio 54 after her shift. And she goes to reunions now Mm -hmm. with her bunny crew. Like, oh my God. Had a ball. Well, here's the thing. I think that, like, again, like any huge operation, there's going to be something that's corrupt about it. But I think that there is something to say about when Hugh Hefner was first starting it out. And again, like any good cult leader, but the the intentions were 
good. I mean, it was about women's liberation. It was about women's well, um, owning. Here's uh, partly uh, because partly it's women's liberation through the eyes of a man, and yes. he says he wants to create. He was creating an adolescent fantasy. So yes. it's an adolescent. It's like yes, go be your own woman. He hired black women, which was yes. really ahead of the times. It was look have any skin color as long as you're a size zero and as long as you are behaving in a way that is going to fit into my fantasy I mean there were a lot of stipulations to be a part of this but there was one there was one woman that was interviewed and she was like but you have to understand like at the time like yes it was horrible and we were weighed and we all these things that like now if they if they told you to do this you'd be like oh absolutely not they're treating me terribly she's like at the time though that was the world we grew up in about talking about our weight and having to be a certain size and having to show up in a certain way in a certain space. And so to me, what I took away from from that was this was kind of one of the only avenues that these women had to express themselves and take ownership, even though if it was today, it's exactly. absolutely not you the way to, to go about it. Do you know what I'm saying? In the 1960s and 70s when women yes. had absolutely no rights and couldn't do literally anything. Yes. And I also think that like working in the club and being featured as a playmate are probably the least corrupt sections of this. I mm-hmm. think the most fucked up is the live-in girlfriend situation, which oh my God. we should get to. So if we, you're yes. our age, you probably watched Girls Next Door, which was an e-reality show. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know why we were all watching this. And I don't, I remember thinking like, wait, what? Wait, what? And that's what kept me interested of like, is this really happening? But they kind of made Hef look like a sweet old grandpa. And they made oh, yeah. all the live-in girlfriends feel like this fun little sorority. Mm-hmm. Well, I, okay. So my very first exposure to Playboy ever, um, my dad used to get Playboy. He used to get it. To, yeah, That's I'm so retro. Yes. So, oh my god, he used to get Playboy, and it would come in this um, plastic wrap, and it was c- covered, so you couldn't see what it was. It would just say Playboy, but you wouldn't. The, it would black out the cover, so you couldn't see anything. You couldn't open it, and it was very, very discreet. And we'd get it, and we'd go, "Oh, Dad's magazine is here," and it would go, and it would be in his very specific bathroom, and be on the the, the toilet tank in his bathroom. And like we, it was like very like we don't talk about it. We don't touch that magazine. That is Dad's magazine. It was very weird, and it felt very seedy and gross and dirty. And like the way he would speak about it was like like it, it, it no good could come from Playboy. It was very very dirty and dark and for grown ups and for guys. Yeah, and so you grew up with the connotation. It's a secret scary. Yes. Thing. So when Girls Next Door was airing. It was my favorite show. I was obsessed with it. And there were these conversations being like, oh my God, what? I thought it was this dark, dirty, gross thing, but oh my God, it's so beautiful and cotton candy and pink and fun. And these girls have this wonderful man to take care of. I mean, that's how it was marketed. Like to our generation. And it made me go, it's not such a bad, dirty, dark, uh, you know, risque thing. It's actually like a really lovely, um, freeing thing for these women to be that's how they like oh brainwashed no, no, that's us how they, they had to do that for it to be on e or else it wouldn't have been allowed to be yes. on the network you know what i mean yes but it was like bubble gum i mean it was like absolute and and like it's you crazy knew. i i knew i'm like what is going on when i was watching what yes. the hell is going on behind closed doors here so yes. one of the most 
interesting parts to me was the Holly Madison interview. She was at the time, there was Holly, Kendra, and Bridget. Bridget. And Holly was the main girlfriend. And it was always like, well, Holly, you know, and half of always be like, Holly watches old movies. Like, Holly follows all the rules. Like, Holly's the main Mm -hmm. girl. And it came out later that she had a late-in-life Asperger's diagnosis, uh-huh. which made it really hard for her to make friends. And so the sorority type wife of the Playboy Mansion was really attractive to her. But mm-hmm. it got so traumatizing hearing about the routine group oh. sex situation. Oh, God. Where it was like an initiation. And it's like, of yeah. course that's happening. And it was of very course. Keith Rainier. He Hugh Hefner showed oh. some very Keith Rainier. I thought the exact same personality thing. There were so many things pitting the girls against each other. Yep. You know, promising promising these things, but putting lots of conditions and on for a lot of, of like he had videotapes mm-hmm. everywhere. So you wanna and pictures. You wanna say anything about me? I have photos of you, pictures of you, videos of you having sex, doing whatever. They were they were allowed a thousand dollars a week allowance, but they weren't really allowed to go anywhere. Holly wanted to keep her waitressing job just in case. Half was like, no, mm-hmm. like they were not they allowed to do. And it's like, of course, but again, he died right before the Me Too movement. So this for to yeah. us feels like generations away. Like this would not fly today. This no. would not oh, no. fly. There's no way. It, there's no, I mean, he was one lucky bastard. He got away with yeah, so much. He really was. And I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. So this, you know, Pam Anderson did 14 covers. Did she, she did really? 14 covers of Playboy. And so many people have done it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, gorgeous naked photos yeah. in the magazine, whatever. I am sure that she had no bad experiences with him because she never lived with him. I'm sure he right. was charming as pie, also because she was such a big star. You know what I yes. mean? Like, I am sure he had multiple personalities. And to Pam Anderson, he was sweet as pie. And to mm-hmm. Holly Madison, he was a fucking nightmare. Like, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And that's how he has all of this harem of women. Because he treats them, he he attracts them with certain shiny things. They want to be the next Pam Anderson. And they think they can get that. Get that. It, again, it's not like from the outside, you're like, why would you ever fall into that? Well, you don't. It's, it's coercion. It's brainwashing. It happens very slowly and very intensely and there's lots of intention behind it you go to a party there and you get mixed into you know to certain groups so to to be in playboy that's a career launcher to be on the cover of Playboy, that's a career launcher to be on the cover of sports illustrated that's a career launcher do you know what i mean so then Sometimes you can do anything you want. So, yeah, yeah, God, it's so complicated. It's it's so complicated. complicated. I can't wait to see the rest. I know. I can't imagine what they're going to come out with next because we've heard about, you know, the Playboy clubs. We've heard about the girls next door, you know, girlfriends. They were recently talking about this whole, like, drug cartel situation Which, that he again, of was course, running. Because in the 80s, everyone was doing co- – it's yeah. like we know these yeah. things. Or we think yes. we know these things, but there's actual interviews to support on A&E, so it's fascinating. Yes. And I think people were so freaked to talk about it because there were, again, collateral and money and power. And now that he's gone, it's like people are like, well, here's the truth. Yeah. Can of worms open. Open. Okay, what else oh, my watching? God. 
I have to take a break and talk about how much I love Plant People. Plant People makes doctor-formulated CBD and mushroom tinctures, gummies, serums, and lotion that will help you optimize your health. Personally, I'm obsessed with the Sleep Drops and the Soothe Restorative Body Balm. The Sleep Drops are a healthier alternative to melatonin to help you relax and fall asleep without feeling drowsy the next day. And the Soothe Balm is my go-to for sore, tired muscles and my secret weapon for dealing with cramps. So for 15% off your first Plant People order, use code OBSESSED at checkout or tap the Plant People link in the show notes for this episode. Okay, so I finished watching Yellow Jackets. Have you no, watched Yellow Jackets? This is one okay. that like, everyone's telling me to watch. I just haven't gotten into it yet. Okay, it's on okay. Showtime. It's Melanie Linsky. Do you know who Melanie Linsky is? Okay, if you saw her, you'd know exactly who she was. She, dark hair. She was in, how I know her is she was in Ever After. She oh! was the nice oh, stepsister. Oh, I love yes. her. Yes, but now she's in everything. Like, you will see her in everything. She, okay, oh my God, I have to remember, I can't remember what the movie's called, and I'm, I'm kicking myself, but her, like, breakout film, she and Kate Winslet played sisters, I believe, and, like, immediately, at, it was, like, this launching for their career, this movie. The next thing Kate Winslet got was Titanic, and it, like, took her, like, well, it blew yeah. up her career, obviously, and Melanie Linsky, she was really the one that was, like, very highly acclaimed in this film, and, like, they thought that she was going to be this big star, and then Kate Winslet that kind of became it and now Melanie Linsky's having this like huge star turn and she's married to Jason yeah. Ritter um yes and she's just she's awesome she's a, she's really great about like she's been getting a lot of flack about about her, about body. her body I just read her, her article I just read oh, her article and she's yeah. so eloquent she and well spoken I just I, she's also yes. in that movie about going back to the south with Reese Witherspoon uh-huh, she's, uh-huh. Alabama. So Alabama. she's been in a million things I just forgot her name she's I love in her everything. and I read this article please explain yes Okay, so she she's amazing. She she's in, and she's in Yellow Jackets. It's like she is the lead in Yellow Jackets. So we've also got Juliette wait, wait, wait. Lewis, Go back Christina to Ricci. Been saying about her body and how she's been responding. That's what I want oh, you to say. Oh, yeah. yes. She's basically just like this is none of your business. I'm not going to talk about this. My talent, my worth, has nothing to do with my body, and I, I'm not like she's just like not even entertaining the conversation. And like her husband has stood up to be like, what What are we? It's such a perfect response because it's very much like, sorry, what? Why is this a conversation piece? It's like she's it's not, not even reactive. It's not. I love it. She's not even acknowledging, and it's not um, defensive. It's not like angry. It's not like a. I'm not. It's just like a. Guys, no, we're not. We're not discussing. This has nothing to do. Okay, so moving great. on. Next, I'm gonna talk about my body of work. It's just she's so brilliant. I love how she speaks. Um, and and she's not trying to make herself smaller to be anywhere. Oh, and they were trying to get her to lose. I think they were trying to get her to lose weight for Yellow Jackets or look a certain way. And she was like, No, if you don't want, if you don't want me to be in this, then I won't be in it. If you don't want this body, then fine. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm. I'm not gonna change my body. Like this is. A, I'm a woman. I have curves. This is me. I love her. Take it or leave it. It's a Ugh. great article. Um, and she's so good. So where in this is it? Netflix. Show. Where are we watching? Okay, it's oh, on Showtime. Okay. It's on Showtime. Showtime. And essentially, okay, it's about. It takes again the '90s. It's like 1996, and this high school girls' soccer team is going to a game, and they have to fly to get there, like the championship, and their plane crashes on this crazy island and they're trapped there for for months and months and months like it, like over a year and it it it's basically female lord of the flies it's 
insane. So it's doing that and then it's flashing forward 25 years to these people that were on this island. And it's like, so everything's very, like you don't really know what's going on. It takes a lot of time because things are going back and forth and you're you're hearing about what happened 25 years later and people are, Melanie Linsky was one of the girls on the island. So it's a drama. flashes back and there's, yes, it's, it's, yes, but there's funny light spots, but it's, I would say it's Now and Then. Remember the movie uh, Now and Then? My favorite movie when I was 12? Yes, I can recite okay. every single it's... word and I also like had the soundtrack. See, you would love <laughs> it. It's Now and Then meets Now and Then meets Lord of the Flies with women because every character, like Christina Ricci, Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, they all have like young Christina Ricci. Growing up, and in this, she's like not even recognizable. Yeah. I, it's okay. so good. It's And like the season ended and I was like, my jaw was on the floor. Just like, wait, what? Like nothing was answered. So many unanswered questions. And it was so well done and so riveting. I just, I can't I say also enough love about it. Juliet Yellow Jackets. Lewis. Who doesn't love her? Also in oh, the Viper Room episode so of The Dark Side of the 90s, they talk about how she had a band in the 90s that like played at the Viper Room and she was like a singer in it. She's, she's so the cool. Coolest. And like she's been the coolest since the 90s and she's still the coolest. Yes. And she's this so good in this. Right up my alley. Okay, no one has explained yeah. it this well because someone okay, good. explained it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, cool." But now, but it's now dark. Wanna, it's now dark. I want to watch it. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of dark, if you guys need, there's a lot of we have a lot of like dark shows. I love dramas, but if you sometimes I like to put on like a 20 minute comedy after I watch something yes. really traumatizing because I feel like it just like chills me out before bed. I have two mm-hmm. that are on Hulu that you guys absolutely just have to watch. They're 20 minute, just lighthearted comedies on Hulu. The first is Pivoting. I started oh my watching God. it. It's I started watching it. Three girlfriends. Jennifer Goodwin, this girl, Maggie Q, and then Eliza Coop or Eliza Koo. I don't know how you pronounce it, but she was in Happy Endings. Mm-hmm. So Eliza looks to me exactly like your sister, Sam. <gasps> Wait, blonde. she's the and tall me, blonde of the friends. that's a compliment because I think she's beautiful. But she, yes. She oh, I think she's gorgeous. She like your sister. And you guys I totally, I could say see this that. word instead of it makes me really angry. You guys are like, it made me violent. And in the last episode, <gasps> she goes, you know, it makes me really violent. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting like... Tina and Sam thought like vibes. It's <laughs> That's amazing. So, funny. so, okay. The reason I'm actually finding it very therapeutic because not to bring us down, but I have lost three very close friends in my life and being before the age of 35, that's kind of not very usual. So at the beginning mm-hmm. of this series, they lose one of their best friends and they're dealing with it with comedy. Like it's a 20 minute comedy mm-hmm. and I find it so therapeutic. Like it's so therapeutic to me and it's actually making me laugh. I mean, they don't like dwell on it. It's kind of just where we start. Right. But it's so freaking funny. It's actually making me laugh. Not like, uh, like it's like really Uh making me laugh. Just like three gals having a crisis. It's funny. It's just, I love it. I mean, are you liking it so far? I'm liking okay, I'm like two okay. episodes in um so I'm not yeah, like yeah, yeah. in it but I like Jennifer Goodwin whatever she is in I'm like play plus play like I'm I will watch anything and everything she does I love She's her hilarious the other really love light her. 20 minute Hulu comedy is How I Met Your Father and How I Met Your Mother okay. it was not like I liked it and I mean liked by like the true yeah. sense of the word it wasn't like my favorite show it didn't change my life but I watched it and I enjoyed it this is yeah. a dare I say better remake I think it's lightly funny I just put it on you're doing laundry like you're making dinner I also it's like a 
a background show. Yeah, and it's so quick. I also think they're doing such a good job of making it really current. Like, the references are extremely current, like, to millennials. I looked up all the actors. They're all around 34, but they're playing 30. So it's a very, like, millennial-centric mm-hmm. show. Also, they're doing such a good job of, I'm noticing the women's body type. So there's Hillary Duff. I have noticed that, too. Friend. Yes. There's this episode where they're doing, like, old retro vintage videos of Jane Fonda, and they're in their two-piece set workout skin-tight outfits. And it's like, oh, they're very fit, mind you. Extremely. But I'm like, oh, I see a butt. I see boobs. And Mm -hmm. I see hips. And no one's Mm -hmm. apologizing for that. And no one's talking about it. There's no... That rail thin, the hip bones are the star of the show aesthetic that we grew up with is no longer. Especially in sitcoms. exactly, exactly. Especially in that, yeah. I also have just been a really big fan of Hilary Duff lately because, so she's our age. She's a mom of three and Mm -hmm. she escaped that child star, terrible life trauma situation where she actually grew up to be like like really healthy and laugh at herself and be a good person and have a great career. I just am a huge fan of her. I thought she was great and younger. And then also it's, hello, Kim Cattrall. You have your own show. I know. So could have been a reason why she was like, guys, I have my own show and I'm having fun. Maybe I don't have time to film this. Maybe I want to I do think it was new. a big F you to Sex and City. I think I don't I think she she'd already decided she was not doing and she was done with Sex and the City, like way before How I Met Your Father came around. So I think it was like a, oh, you guys are just going to do it just like that? Well, I was just offered this thing. So hi, I'm. don't worry about me. I'm just fine. And how fine. fun for her. Like, and how I was thinking like as an I actor know. point of view, wow, you get to sit every shoot in comfy clothes on a couch. Yes. Wh- and you don't no. have to have a scene partner. You how can just, nice. Like- you're, it's a one shot. The it's one- a, you're not sharing the frame with anyone. It's all you. Yes. My one thing that I'm not loving about that's hard for me with yeah. how I met your father is the laugh track. So I I don't, I don't like it's the laugh style, track. And it was in How I Met Your Mother. I could definitely do without. I know. It. Stylistically, I think they're just trying to be true to the original, and they're trying to. I know. You know what I mean? It's not. It's just so hard because it's so dated. I, that I know. And style. I'm kind of enjoying it as like a throwback. Okay. See, I never okay. watched How I Met okay. Your Mother. So maybe it's, I need there's to. There's a very specific, almost urny style to it that I think is dated, but I think they're trying to throw back to that. I think that they're trying to like... Okay. Wait, How I Met, How I Met Your Mother was Colby Neil Patrick Smulders, Harris and Alice Hannigan. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. I maybe need to watch that. It's a, and very, then... it's a stylistic choice, I think, because I'm with you. It's like we don't need yeah. it, but I see. It's like a thing. I know. Well, and the sitcoms are like yeah. dead. Like sitcoms are gone. So I, I, I guess if you can appreciate right it for what it is. Okay, I, I'll give it another shot because I, again, I watched like two episodes of that too, right. and I was like, uh, I can't do it. But I do love watching Hillary Duff. I love seeing Kim Cattrall. I, I do like the millennial stuff that they're talking about Tinder. Right. They're and talking about dating. A 20 minute um, lighthearted laugh, you know? Oh, yeah. Some, you don't need yes. to be like digging deep. Sometimes you just need to laugh. I mean, yeah. it's been a long winter. Exactly. There's been a lot of nights in. So we gave you a lot of stuff to catch up on. So <gasps> hope you enjoy. Oh, my God. I know. And there's like so much more to come. There's like so much good television right now. I'm, I'm tons. I'm pretty so happy. happy. <laughs> All right, Tina. See you next time. All right. See you next time. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And for more content, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Patreon, and give us a follow at Obsessed with the Best Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Hosted on dimlywit.com.